Good day, brothers and sisters. The Patriot and the Llama here. Thank you for coming to watch the Patriot and Llama show today, episode 42. 42. Good day, brothers and sisters. Wow, hold on the one Patriot second. The Patriot and Llama here. Thank you for coming to watch. Okay, the Patriot actually had the YouTube channel open to make sure they don't throw us off, you know, and see what's going on there. But we welcome you to episode 42, CE First, The Kingdom of Heaven. Today, this is going to be a great episode. Master Lama Rasaji is going to talk about his heaven experience and on the, his where he died and went to heaven and what he experienced there. Make sure that you like, comment, share this everywhere, folks. And so far, so good. We seem to be broadcasting now on eight different uh, channels, so very exciting. But also, I put in the thepatriotandlamashow.com in the comments, just in case anything happens, you can go ahead and click that and go and watch the live coming out from Rumble. Okay, we're going to be doing that every week, and we're going to continue to protect what we're doing here for you all because we want to make sure that we get this message out to you. It's really important. So make sure, again, that you share and you spread this uh, all over the place. So how are we doing today, Brother Rasaji? Doing good, Patriot Jimmy. Uh, honored to be here with all wonderful people. Uh, love the subject matter. Uh, been thinking about it a lot last couple of days and excited about sharing this with all our brothers and sisters. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want to say a little story. Last night, my wife and I were, uh, were laying down watching TV and all of a sudden she felt like she was in a sauna because... The Patriot is going through the second birth. And I, you know, we did do, I think we did a Patriot Alama show on that second birth. And if you can take a look at that and you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying, but uh, it's amazing stuff. So if you have not joined the free circle of life community yet, you can go ahead and go do that over at Rasaji.com. Okay. Absolutely free. It is awesome. And we are got, we got video testimonials coming and written testimonials. We have so many of them already, but coming. So you folks will be able to see the transformation that people are getting just from, you know, being part of that community. So let's, you ready to go, Master Lam Rasaji? I'm ready, Brother Jimmy. All right. So first question, and this is a really good one. Where is heaven? And well, you know what? First of all, why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about what happened to you? Okay. How you died. Right. And then where you went. Right. And then answer that first question. Where is heaven? Okay. So, you know, I, the people that know my story a little bit will know that I had illness challenges pretty much from the time I was two to three years old up until major surgery when I was 12 years old. And from 10 to 12, I was battling all kind of um, uh, kidney illnesses, urinary tract illnesses. And in that process, it was became clear that I was going to need major surgery. And it was really interesting. The, the guy that operated on me had learned this new technique of taking tissue of your own body and creating opening and closing valves between uh, the urethra, the bladder, and the kidneys. 
for whatever was happening, the toxins uh, in the, were not fully emptying out of the kidneys. So we were black flushing up into the kidneys and uric acid poisoning was eating the inner walls of the kidneys. And by the time I had surgery, I had lost a portion of both kidneys. So 19, August of 1968, and a children's hospital, by the way, that no longer is there anymore, which is very interesting, to say the least. Um, I had, had to have surgery. And it was going to be four and a half hours of surgery because in those days, in the late 60s, I mean, nine times out of 10 today, if you have some form of kidney surgery, they're going to go in through the back because your kidneys are in the back. But in those days, they went through the, the, the front. So they split me from hip joint to hip joint. And in the process, um, you know, laid organs someplace and laid organs other place to be able to get to the kidneys. So they were still using ether gas, Jimmy, at the time. Oh. And they put on the muzzle here. And as they're putting on the muzzle, I hear the anesthesiast begin to count down backwards, you know, 10, nine, and eight. And I'm feeling groggy, right? But I'm not asleep. And I remember they're putting me down. And then this fear came to me. Unbelievable fear. You know, I had just turned 12 years old. I was probably 90 pounds soaking wet, if you can imagine. And I remember saying, please don't cut on me because I'm not completely out. And I was smart enough to know with the scalpel what they were getting ready to do. I was going to feel an enormous amount of pain. And I said, please don't do it. Lo and behold, it wasn't the fact that my body was so much awake. It was asleep. But my conscious mind evolved beyond my body. And the next thing that I remember was I was hovering over the large lamps above the operating table. And I was for a while, I was just floating there looking at saying, wow, this is really interesting. Hey, it's true what they say, you know, that you survived the body. So for a moment, I, I, I thought I was dead already. Right. I remember all of a sudden I hear this suction. And it sounded like a major vacuum cleaner and the vacuum cleaner. And the, and the thing I noticed is I'm spinning through a vortex. Later, I realized I was spinning through my center chakra, actually, that was in my solar plex. And I was just my whole body was spinning out of control. And it was kind of like that scene in The Wizard of Oz where Dorothy's house is caught up in a tornado and that's exactly how I felt. I was the house in the tornado and I was going up through a vortex, through a funnel. But I remember as I came toward the end of the vortex, the light and the energy was really intensified. And as I got closer to it, became brilliant colors. I mean, all the colors of the rainbow. There were diamonds and sapphires and everything. And the next thing I know, I said, as a kid, right, with a kid's consciousness, I'm going, I must be in heaven. And I remember the turn to this old guy who was an Asian descent, bald headed like myself, Fu Manchu like myself. And he looked at me and the first thing out of his mouth was this. I didn't understand it at the time, but this is what he said. 
Oh, heaven, little llama, is only a vibration away. And I said, what? He said, heaven is only a vibration away. And I thought about next thing I knew, Jesus had his hand on my right shoulder. And Mother Mary had her hand on my left shoulder. And I remember, oh, my God, I remember, I don't feel any pain. And, and that was a big deal, Jimmy, because for two years, I was in incredibly pain. The last six months, just to go to the bathroom, my mom and dad would hear me scream just to urinate uh, to go to the bathroom. And I think I was going, oh, thank God, you really are a great healer. I remember thinking I looked to Jesus and he was smiling and my heart was, you know, for whatever I could feel, I could feel my heart throbbing. And the next thing I heard, code red, code red, code red. And the next thing I know, I was back, I was back in the operating room and they were doing all kind of things. We're losing him. We're losing him. We're losing him. And the next thing I noticed was the Asian man reached over to me and he grabbed my hand and he placed my hand over the chest of my physical body. And he put his hand in the heart, in the light center of my solar plex, in my spirit body. And then Jesus was behind me, sending me energy. And Mother Mary was embracing me from the front side. Wow. And man, that just brings back memories. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you. one thing, excuse me real quick, yeah. is that, you know, the fact that there was not this type of, um, you know, way to put somebody to sleep where you knew they were sleeping and they weren't really going to feel the pain and now they're slicing you open from the front end to get to your back end kidneys and you're not totally out. So the amount of pain that you must have, have felt. And then, you know, to, to make it, it was so bad that you left your body, right? I mean. Yeah, it was that what became evident later that, you know, and I learned that I'd already had a couple really ins and outs, but conscious of only coming in and out. And especially later, I learned that the Asian man was the same guy that, I would go to the window at night, six, seven, and eight years old, and Holy Spirit would say, okay, if you open these blinds, this Asian man that you're recognizing, he's going to be right there at the window. And I can remember I was sharing the room with my half-older brother, and we had you know two separate single beds in a room. And between telling him at night and sometimes knocking on my mom and dad's bedroom, I would say that that uh, different looking man, I mean, with no hair, he's back. And they would all say, go to sleep. It's your imagination. Da, 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 da. And I knew that this, and I knew then that this was this guy, but by then I knew he was going to help me. I never forget that one night, even, but probably seven, eight years old, 
he literally, after my brother rolled over, went to sleep. I guess he was checking to make sure nobody could see him. He came into the bed. He sat by the bed in spirit form. And ironically, I can remember the same way he had me put my hand on my heart and chest. He put his hand on my heart and chest. And I remember I was having an ang- probably what people would know as an anxiety attack. And he put that there. And I remember, oh, my God, that was so peaceful. And I was so calm. And, you know, and of course, later I was going to find out this is the head lama. And and he's teaching us a system that means give power to peace. So it was pretty amazing. And uh, and when it comes to, you know, for years, artists and musicians and people who have written different parts of scripture, Old and New Testament, even in other religious books, have made this concept that, you know, heaven must be up in the sky somewhere. So we we, we look up, we're, we're taught to look up, unless you're in downtown New York, and they always tell you, never look up at the skyscrapers or people will know that you're tourists and they're going to come pick your pockets, right? That was the first thing <laughs> they told me when I was in New York and I was looking up like this, right? But I, I realized after that, and by the way, that surgery lasted four and a half hours. They lost me two to three times my function. And at the very end of it, there was a wrestle between me and the Asian Lama that I know today is Maha Master Bo Yang. And it was, I didn't want to go back. I looked at him. I mean, after Jesus and Mary made me feel better, I was like, hey, this first time I had no pain. And I said, and you want me to get back in there? And I'm, and he assured me. He says, you get back in there, your pain is going to be gone in five to ten days. Absolutely promise you. You came here to do something. You know, you promised the father. I remember him using the word the father. You promised the father you were coming back this time. You have something to do. We need you in this body is what they said. And so I went back and I remember first five days was was really I, I remember they they ended up putting so much drugs in me. Jimmy, when I left there, I had 30 holes in each side of where they would come in two to three times a day. If you can imagine a kid, 90 pounds, and they would stick the high. That's how they gave paint shots back then. They didn't go into your IV. No, 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 no. It wasn't enough for the child to be having all the pain from surgery and his malady. Now let's come in and just stick him like a pin cushion two to three times every day. When I walked out, I had my mom counted. I had 30 scabs, 60 scabs on you know those, both those legs combined almost then, like a torture chamber it was when you think it, about it oh my god compared to what we said if if medicine was this regressive today they they would have called it abuse to the to the highest end thank god they've they've made so much progress where today you know the needle that's already in you they go into the sack of the iv and they give them the medicine in that way but not those days they did not in 1968 in a children's hospital they did not and that was three i was i was just 1968 i was only three three years old then so 
Yeah. It, it was amazing. It was amazing. But I started to have all kind of out of the body experiences after that. Once I triggered and got safe with that function, then every time something got difficult emotionally, psychologically, and I still had some physical challenge. My next physical challenge was signing up for my first martial art class, if you can imagine, which was 1969, six months later. My dad had read an article out of Life magazine. They said, get your children into yoga and martial arts. It will build stamina. At that time, I was sleeping 13 hours a day, and it was not enough. In other words, I wasn't rested when I woke up. I was barely functional. I remember I would sit up in the bed for 30 minutes, even before I would get up and go to the bathroom because I had no energy. My dad found this instructor that was about five or six mile car drive from where we lived. He took me into the instructor and immediately the instructor could obviously see my aura. And he looked at my dad. He said, what is wrong with this little man? And my dad described my, my malady and my surgery. And so he watched me for about six weeks. Now, I could do five or 10 minutes standing up, Jimmy, and then I would have to do the rest of the class sitting down. That's how I would have been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome for sure. And I found out that basically I had no adrenaline glands because if you know, remember, adrenaline glands sit on top of your kidneys. And my kidneys were deteriorating from the top down. Right. Wow. So I had no adrenaline. I was a child going through puberty with no adrenal glands. Think about how low my energy level was. And so this guy comes out, you know, about six weeks later one day and he says, just just came in, came all the way from Korea, he said. And it was a jug about this big and it had a root in it about two inches in diameter and it was at least 10 to 12 in inches long and it was curled up in the body and the body was preserved with like grain alcohol and all. they used to do that with the ginseng in those days he told my dad he says i want you to give this to your son well my dad asked how much did it cost he says, this is a hundred year old ginseng that that's a big wow. deal if anybody knows anything about ginseng that's a big deal it was three Benjamins in 1969 inflate those dollars today. You're probably talking about three, $4,000. My dad's hand, I remember, he was reaching in his pocket and he had those three Benjamins and his hands was shaking to let those go. He said, but this is my son and I'll do anything to see that he gets better. So I had to drink two to three ounces of the liquid that took about almost 60 to 90 days. And then afterwards, we would draw it out the root and we would cut off the root in slivers, chew it up, turn to the pulp would be nothing, spit the pulp out. And he wanted me to run the juices in my palate. Come to find out the ginseng was very powerful for stimulating endocrine gland function. The like caffeine, which is primarily food for the adrenaline glands only, ginseng is a food for 
all the endocrine glands and primarily the pituitary and the pineal gland, which are the grandfather and the grandmother of glands. And according to, um, you know, the lamasery is the software of the human body, basically. And so I began to get better. And two things we noticed immediately was sleep got shorter and deeper. And when I was waking up, I would get rested. And so this whole process took about four to five months to completely consume the ginseng the way the Korean martial art master wanted us to. And then my participation was within about eight or nine weeks, I no longer had to sit down at all. I could take the whole class. So the endurance kicked in. And here's a child with not even two full kidneys, no adrenal function, that's all of a sudden gone from 13 hours a night, sleep to nine hours a night of sleep, gone from doing 80% of the martial art class in a chair to now doing 120% of the martial art class standing up. Started putting on weight because my glands kicked in and metabolism started functioning. And I realized this whole problem with the kidneys had literally stunted my growth. Why did we know that? Is because I had a father who had a brother and, there, and my half-brother, everybody was well over six foot tall and well over 200 pounds. And I was barely pushing five, six and a half in height at the time. So we knew that. And it's right in the, the middle of puberty when we're trying to kick in second birth, but also get the physical body function. So the soul obviously chose itself. Uh, like tomorrow's Daily Lama is Abba takes the impossible and makes it possible. Well, it took this child who the physicians basically had given up for dead. They told my parents before I left the hospital, your child will be in and out of the hospital his whole life. Uh, he'll be on medication his whole life. And he said, and he'll probably never see his 18th birthday, which is when I graduated high school in 1974. And so my dad said, you know what? We're walking an alternative road. And even though he had no, no knowledge of it, it was from there that I began to read everything I could get my hands on of the alternative road, Eastern thinking, meditation, contemplation, everything I get my hands on about health, Jimmy. I, I was just eating it like candy. Well, let's get into that a little bit. And I want you folks out there that are watching this again, share, share, share. But, you know, Brother Rasaji, Lama Rasaji here was told basically he's going to be dead. Okay. He's going out by the time he was 18 years old. Basically told that doctor he ain't going to never see him again. I injured myself in 1994, and I was told that I would be in a wheelchair with a, uh, with, a, with a morphine pump, pouring morphine, dripping morphine on my spinal cord. You don't see a wheelchair here, and ain't no morphine pump. And most people don't understand that Brother Rasaji, Lama Rasaji, which is he's one of 12 master Lama llamas in the world, if you don't know that, of this llamasary that's been around for 3,300 plus years, 
also holds multiple uh, degrees of black belts in four different martial arts, multiple in weapons, uh, black belts and weapons, and then also a master yoga. And aren't you also a master herbalist on, on the herbs? Because you had told me to use ginseng. I was having a problem with, um, you know, clearing up my, uh, my lungs. And then I've been using ginseng and it worked just beautifully. But plus, plus the Tai Chi Gung uh, exercises takes care of that business. But just so you folks know, these two, the Patriot the Lama, we have a mindset of, of, of we don't care what people say. We're not going to be chicken little running around. If you haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, by the way, you need to read it. And we don't need to be a chicken little running around, you know, living our life in fear. Because when you live your life in fear and you're throwing out that vibration, you absolutely will live your life in fear. Be very careful what you're saying about yourself. I see people that are having issues and having problems, and I get it. You know what I mean? But you got to start speaking, you know, a victory into your life, not victimhood. You better start speaking victory into your life, and you will start to see that happen, okay? I'm living proof of it. My brother Lama, Master Lama Rasaji is living proof of it, and we want you all to be living proof of it because we need a lot more stewards for ABBA for this greatest wealth transfer from the wicked to the righteous. See last week what they did. As soon as we went live, boom, they hit me on. They took the freaking My Patriots Network channel down on YouTube. It was gone. Gone. I emailed them back. I'm like, what's going on? You know, I've never had a strike on this channel. You know what I mean? They don't like the name. You know, they didn't say that, but that's the reason. It came back. The videos came back. It disappeared off of Facebook, too. They want to try to stop the word from getting out. It's making them very nervous when they see amount, the amount of people that these videos eventually reach, okay? The live is beautiful. We got a lot of, you know, hundreds of people watching the live, right? And then within the first hour, there's a couple thousand. But what happens the next week and the next two weeks and the next three weeks, they don't like it, okay? And they don't want it, right? But we're going to keep doing it, and we're going to keep doing it smarter and better than they are because we want you folks to get the word. Now, you know, this was the story had to be told, you know, about what Master Lama Rasaji went through as a, a young, still baby, basically, because you're still a baby at that age, okay? But now we want to talk about uh, the very first question, and that is, you know, where is heaven? Because, you know, I haven't had... A, a death experience personally, but I've heard a lot of these, uh, you know, death. And then nobody wants to come back, by the way. I haven't heard of one person tell me I couldn't wait till I could get back into my body. Not one person has said that they all want to stay. But where from your experience of doing this for 52 years, you know, you've been studying all of this stuff at 65 years old, doing this for 52 years having all of these things with yoga and herbalist and martial arts. And this is stuff most people can't get one black belt in a martial art loan, multiple black belts and four, and then be a master yoga. So you have discipline. There's no if and buts about it. that when you put your mind to something, you get it done. And you've left your body, not only in the death, but you know how to astral plane, which most people don't understand what that means but you can lay there and you can leave your body 
with your energy spirit body and travel, right? And you used to do that. You have said this before in shows where you were doing that a lot. And then, you know, you stayed me myself, you know, I felt that happening to me and you know me, I'm like, I got to stay here because I got to get stuff done. But, um, you know, you're a person that, you know, have had a lot of experience with this and, you know, people, like you said, they're looking up to heaven, but can you talk about where heaven is? Isn't it a dimension? Well, it's, I mean, what the Lama said to me right out of the body in surgery was the most simplest answer. And that heaven is a different vibration. Say, so let's look to scripture for a minute for an answer. One quote made from scripture is, I knew a man in the body or out of the body, only God knoweth, he was raised to the seventh heaven. And they speak of heavens in the ways that today, scientifically, we would call them dimensions. So what we know, whether they're talking about seven from three, right? Then we would know it's four more levels or is they, are they really talking about, you know, all the way to 10? So the point is, is that depending on that in scripture, they're talking about the seventh to the 10th dimension. The Lama series says today that the way Abba, the architect of creation, that's what they call him, Abba, the architect of creation, that he set up 12 formed dimensions with seven different frequencies on. So it really comes down to, Jimmy, a couple of things. First of all, you go nowhere. You absolutely go nowhere. It's a shift in consciousness, and it's a shift in vibration. When that vibration and and that conscious awareness merge, you are there. Yeah, you You are there. Everything, it's just like, you know, a lot of folks, and again, you know, um, people, I don't I don't blame you to be aware of stuff, but not be addicted to the fear side of, of the equation. Because, you know, I could have a reality, and Brother Rasaji, Lama Rasaji could have a reality where we're living heaven on earth, and you're living hell on earth. And, right. you know, either one could be here, depending upon what vibration you're in, right? right? I mean... And in, in, well, in going not, into that different dimension. Not only that, I, I work with people who live in the multiple states that Jimmy just talked about. Right. I got, I've got a girl right now that I'm working with, bless her heart, that is going through Kundalini and second birth. But until she came into my world about a year and a half ago, she had never heard of this, but she's already halfway in it. And what happens is, as this energy increases through your vortexes, which in yoga they refer to the Sanskrit word chakra, which just means a wheel that spins, it's in a sense your psychic uh, endocrine gland system is basically what it is. When you grow spiritually, then what happens by the law of creation of the universe that Abba himself set up, remember, he's also outside of creation, and that's what makes him God. And so as he set this up, the law that he set into motion, when you help people, 
when you're good to people, when you serve people without asking anything, you do something of love that's unconditional. In other words, you do something like him and his angels normally do. Yes. He is has to increase your energy in life. Well, yes, that's okay. So that energy in life, we've seen pictures of halos. So it comes in like the halo to the crown center, his golden light. Now, what it wants to do, it wants to do what they talked about in Revelations. When Jesus is instructing John, who is on the island of Patmos, about two things, second birth and the second coming. We're talking about second birth and his second coming, okay? He says that when this starts to happen, you got to get on the other side of second birth. He begins to describe what that looks like. He says, there'll be seven churches with seven candles, angels on both sides of the gate, opening the gates fully. And one of those lights will be like the sun, not S-O-N, but S. U-N, meaning the sun in the sky. Can you imagine? We're supposed to have a light shining out of our bellies that is as bright as the sun. Think about that for a second. So what happens is when he sends you more energy and light, if you have what I call the Mozart syndrome, Jimmy and me, our third or fourth patron llama that we did was on death urge and birth trauma. You need to review that with basically what I'm getting ready to say. And that is, is that if you have a resistance to that, a mild resistance could produce a vertigo or motion sickness kind of reaction. That means it's happening on a psychic level right now only, but because the psychic body, the energy body feeds the physical body, you're going to have a little topsy-turvy kind of feeling. If you hold on to the resistance long enough and it becomes physical, you're looking at a neuromuscular disorder. Why? Because the central nervous system, the what they call the involuntary nervous system, becomes all of a sudden as active as the voluntary nervous system that goes up and down the spinal column. And it begins to take your glands and your psychic glands, and it turns all the flow of the energy out. And if you're emotionally, psychologically looking in the mirror, this is why we have people do mirror meditation, and you say, you know what? I don't deserve this. I think God dropped me off at the bus station. I kind of feel depressed. What is a word for depressed? A word for depressed means for whatever the reason, for this much a time or for this much a time, depending on how much you hang in on to depression, is a disconnect to God, a disconnect to the Almighty. When you all of a sudden say, no, I deserve this flood. If you do enough mirror meditation 
to become self-realized, then you're going to open up your tongue. Now, watch what else it says in Scripture in reference to this. You can always find answers in Scripture. So he says, believe unto the Christ, and out of your belly will flow waters of living life. So when a person's resisting this, they're fighting the waters flowing out of the belly, which makes them become ungrounded, uncentered. And it's like they're saying, no, God, no, Abba, please don't send me more power and more light. That's what they're saying to the energy. What happens is you have a conflict. You have an opening in your body. Just like if I'm running a residential house, any electrician will tell you, you need 110 watt in that house. But if I'm running a commercial warehouse organization, then they're going to tell you, you need 220. If I to start sending you 220 and you're hanging on to 110, this is why we're seeing young children have strokes. This is why we're seeing people in their 20s have heart attacks that the medical field can't. And the medical field knows less about neuromuscular disorders than they know just about anything. And how many people do you know today in your family tree that have either MS, palsy, Parkinson's, Lou Gehrig's disease? This, by the way, and I'm going to tell you why this is happening, is the fastest growing maladies on our planet. And it's affecting a lot of our children of light. In other words, it's affecting the ones who came here and raised their hand. And when the Lama told me to get back in the body and do what you came here to do, Lama, they're resisting it. I have one lady right now, this, she's beautiful, 21 years old. She has such a potential future. She's gorgeous in the soul, gorgeous in her face. Just beautiful person. But sometimes when she looks in the, in the mirror, she don't see that person. In my first book called The Circle of Life, I address this issue. I call it the Mozart syndrome. If you know anything about Amadeus Mozart, you'll know this guy was producing concerts at seven and eight years old. He was a protege. You know this. By the time he's 19, 20, he's looking in the mirror and literally willing death to happen to himself because in his soul, there's not the light of the Christ. It's like a black hole in space. If we deny God, if we turn our back on him, or we just don't want to accept his blessings and his energy, you'll live a victim life. If you yield to God, if you bring a relationship to him every day, at least 15, 20 minutes a day, and give thanks. He gave you life the first time by letting you be born through a mother. That was the baptismal of water. By the way, that is the real baptismal of water. But there needs to be a baptismal of the holy fire and that's of the father and that's the second birth that master rabbi jesus talked about and why did he stay 
Why am I having people today read the Acts of the Apostles when they're following me on the Daily Lama? Why? Because I want you consciously to fill in the blanks. I want you to understand why he stayed. We're going to talk more about that later, Jimmy. And while you're doing that, you guys see me going light and dark where I'm going in and looking at comments and all that and <clears throat> reading what everybody's saying. And one person went to the Kudalini or the second birth and they had a lot of problems. You can't get that if you're not building your relationship with the creator. You got to be, you know, yeah, you're going to open yourself up if you're not building yourself with the creator. I strengthen my armor of God or Abba or cre whatever you call the creator every single day lots of during the day i am constant that's my bestest friend that's my father and i go to him for the entity that could be anything that that entity wants to be right from a burning bush to a mountain on fire to a fire in the sky whatever build the relationship like the llama said you can't go through it yourself. You know, you don't think that the Lama and the Patriot get people trying to send demonic tax at us, but we know how to slice and dice them up because we are warriors of the most high, okay? You need to become a warrior. I don't care if you're a sister or a brother. You better spend as much time as you need to become a warrior so that these demonic entities know better they know they're going to get executed when they come your way because you've got the angels of protection. You've got people like Master La Masaji and myself that know how to deal with these entities and destroy them. They're afraid of us. They tremble at the name of the creator and his son. So you need to understand you are powerful. Don't come at it as a victim. Come at it as a victor and build that relationship. It's really important. Really, really important because I was reading somebody who went through the Kudalini and had all these kind of problems. I'm going through the Kudalini and I can never have a better life in my life, okay? But it's also because my relationship with the creator is getting better and stronger every single day. And, so, and it was strong before Brother Rasaji came back into my life this time around. But now since I've been doing the Tai Chi Gung exercises and doing more meditation and spending more time it is strengthened a hundredfold. And right now, I'll ask everybody who's, you know, part of the Circle of Life free community, you know, the 45-day challenge, which is in that community, along with the book, or a private member that goes to the Friday, uh, you know, training webinars. Talk about, say, what you've done and what it's doing for you with your relationship with the creator. There is nothing more important than you building that relationship and it being the will of the creator versus your will, okay? And then you will become a warrior and you know how to destroy this. You don't think we get, uh, I mean, you were fighting, you were battling, destroying, blowing some entities up a few weeks ago, and we know who was sending them our way, okay? We know who we're sending them our way. Talk about discernment. The more you build your relationship with the creator, the faster things get downloaded, the more discernment you, you do. But if you're not getting up every morning, and you're not putting on that that armor, that Holy Spirit within you is not, you know, being more and more, giving you more discernment, and you're not putting on that armor of God every day and oiling it with prayer and meditation and thanksgiving. Don't ask, thank. 
don't ask, thank. Thank as it, if it was done, and if, it shall, if, if it's the, the will of the creator, it shall be done for you, okay? But the more you surrender yourself, I'll tell you, you folks, and I got to give you this information because, you know, the, the Lama talked there a little bit, Patriot's going to talk, and then we, I think we answered a couple of these questions already yeah. based on the conversations we've been having. Yeah, let me speak to the Kundalini thing. Yeah, go okay. ahead. So I get this a lot of times from Christians, and they say, well, I don't understand the connection. You had this out-of-the-body experience at surgery, and you meet Jesus and Mary, and then they introduce you to this Asian gentleman who later you're going to find out one day is going to be your mentor who himself graduates to the Mahalama. By the way, that man just turned last year 131 years old, and he's still in the physical body. His name is Bo Yang. So let me put it to you this way. I always tell people, well, why don't you see it the other way? Can you imagine how beautiful of a soul and how worthy that he must be that here comes a child fully conscious who's been suffering the better part of his life with health issues? His first conscious experience in this life of heaven and of Jesus and Mary out of the body, they introduce him to somebody. Wouldn't you think this person is probably important? Think about that. Uh, maybe yes. Um, and, and then do, wouldn't it mean that more than likely they're endorsing the individual, right? Because a couple of years later, I meet this person in physical form, and I'm going to tell the people who are having second birth, and kundalini, let's say you're going through some difficulties. There are systems out there that can ignite this, but a lot of systems don't know how to balance it and how to help get you to the other side. side of it. This is the whole reason we created the 45-day challenge. It Boganathar, the original master over 3,000 years ago, gave this system with the spiritually minded in mind how to help you get into second birth, get through it the most comfortable way, and very important to get on the other side because until we're on the other side, she won't really ever know the real reason, not for the 40 days of Lent that we officially started yesterday on Ash Wednesday, but more importantly, the 40 days after the stone was rolled away, because that, according to the Lama Siri, is really what we should be focusing on. And we should all ask ourselves, why did he stick around for 40 more days? And what was the significance of that? Because you better believe those 40 days trumped his whole three years of ministry, if you really know why he came. Jimmy. Yeah. And you know, one other thing is if you haven't watched episode 21, The Lost Journey of Jesus, you will understand why Christ and his mother Mary, who by the way was, you know, basically fed by angels in the temple and was created for that birth of the Christ, okay? Um, you will understand why they introduced the Lama to this gentleman, okay? Because the Essenes were part of that, all right? 
And Christ wrote multiple books in that Essenes, which they don't even want no one to read. And the same reason they don't want anybody to go through what Christ did while he was on this planet, okay? That's why we only got a little glimpse. And if you ever look at all the words, you put it together, all the words that are printed that we have access to, and I've gotten access to more, but, you know, and Brother Lama here has got access to a whole bunch more. But you just imagine an entity, a being of this creation from the Holy Spirit into a human being that was prepared, like you said, the Essenes prepared this for 300 years. They're tied in with the Lamasary. They produce, Abba produces a being, his son, brings that soul that was always with him from the beginning, incarnates it into a human being, a vessel that was prepared for this very reason. You amount the power, what happened, and we're the, when Christ was a baby, he'd tell, you're done, and people would drop dead make uh, 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 mud figures of birds and make them alive and they would fly away. You know, raise people for, that were dead, bring them back to life. And then all of a sudden you don't hear, you don't even hear about that early story. And then you don't know anything that went on, why he was in India, why he was in with the, the, the Lamasary. None of that's told to you because they don't want you to step into your power. They don't want you because they can't control you. They can't, they can't demonically attack you. They can't control you because once you become a true son or daughter of the Most High and you really truly build a relationship, they can't touch you. Okay? They can't touch you. So if you haven't read episode 20, or if you watched episode 21, The Lost Journey of Jesus, please watch that. It's really, really powerful. Um, so... Do we really need to travel anywhere to see heaven? No. You talked about these dimensions, and you actually you materialize in a new dimension. You dematerialize in the other dimension, right? So people that are in the third dimension ha can't really see somebody that's in all the time in the fourth dimension or all the time in the fifth. They can't see them. So as people move to a higher dimension, they're – they're not being, they're materializing in that next dimension, but people that are lower dimensions can't see them. Well, a good example of that was my yoga master appeared to me in early 1989 to summon me for my final training. I went to India four different times to connect the roots between three yogas and nature to the teachings of Tai Chi Gong, like the original master Bodhanathar. So he summons me to come to India, but how he summons me is very interesting. I'm teaching about 12 people in the spring of 1989, and all of a sudden I hear this whoosh, and I start seeing again this like giant chakra, like this wheel that is just spinning completely. Then the next thing I see is I see space bent and then turned backwards. And walking right through that portal, not in spirit form, in physical form. Like Jesus walked through the wall in the upper room after the resurrection. He says, I need you in India, ASAP. And then whoosh, it sucks up and boom, it's back. Now, the moment that he did that, he raised my vibration or I couldn't even experience it to five or six deep. 
I was probably already because of teaching class. Anybody starts doing Tai Chi Gung, you, you leave 3D immediately. The first class, the first 45 days of the, our system, you're leaving 3D. Now, you could come back to it by tomorrow, but you're when you're practicing, you're 4D or higher, right? And you just continue to stairway step yourself to heaven, just like Led Zeppelin said. Okay, so in the process of this, I was taken into five or six D. But when I looked around at the students who were still doing the form of Tai Chi Gong, it looked like two-dimensional Greek freeze-like hieroglyphics. I mean, I looked at them and I started cracking up. I mean, I was still overwhelmed that he materialized right in the middle of class but they looked like they were two dimensional because I was, and that's how people in higher vibration view people in lower vibration. That what Jimmy said was the opposite is true. If you're in a lower vibration, you know, you want to find out that Jesus ain't really ever gone anywhere. Okay. Raise your vibration. You want to see Jesus in heaven, which heaven you want to see Jesus in raise your vibration Prayer and meditation and the and the regular practice of Tai Chi Gong is the fastest way to raise your vibration, Jimmy. It absolutely is. And, you know, uh, it, it's pretty exciting to, to realize that, right? And they, they keep these, these things from you. Again, if we had access to the 30, 366 books that Enoch was dictated by the creator himself, the the Again, when I say himself, we just relate it to that. But Abba can be whatever, whenever, whatever, wherever, in all places, at all times. Okay, so, you know, we most people say him, her. You know, when you're, when you're at that point, all of that is irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant. But the reason why it's said is for the folks that are in the third dimension, right? But really, when you're a being, when you're the creator of all things, and we've seen what that gold, what the Lama refers to as that golden body of Christ that took this physical body and merged it with the energy body and the soul, right? The really body, there's the spirit, there's the soul, there's the body, right? And merged it into one. My goodness, the power of that body that was displayed the next 40 days was amazing. And a lot of that information has been withheld because they don't want you to know it. And this is why people were looking for this event to happen, whether it be an event of destruction or an event, say, as some people think about a rapture. But what it is, is it's truly your event of your ascending, okay, your personal event, when do you want to get there? Like Master Lama Rasaji, he said it to us, he's had multiple conversations with Christ. There's a lot of people that have out-of-body experiences, don't want to come back, seeing Christ, seeing heaven, you know, but heaven is a, is a, is a dimension. It's a, literally a dimension and Enoch was taken through, I think, seven dimensions. 
Seven well, or eight or nine, that, I think. He spent 300 years with God the Father getting direct mentorship and communication. I mean, gee, Manetti. If I have to live 365 years to be able to spend 300 years with God the Father, you bet I, I, I'll stay a thousand years if it, if it takes that. See, but that it's funny with all the spiritual patriots, it seems to be the outcome is the same if you do the work. The outcome's the same. Everybody wants to spend time with God the Father. You might, you can make a case, number one, for who Christ really was and is, had a lot to do with him doing it in a short period of time. I could just as easy make another case that he was more motivated than anybody else because he had the most direct connection with Abba and he wanted to get back to the father. I mean, think about it. You've been on a trip. You love your mom and your dad like crazy. Maybe you've gone away to college or something. You're going home for Christmas break. How excited are you to see mom and dad? You haven't seen them for a couple of semesters. You're just, you know, kid at Christmas. Oh, my God. I get back. I get to taste mom's cooking. I get a big hug from daddy. Maybe it's daddy's little girl that grew up. Everybody's love. Now, times that by like 10,000. And you'll probably know what Jesus said. I want to be right at his right hand. How fast can I get there? Oh, you mean I've only got to go to the crucifix to do that? Oh, okay, because you want to create so much contrast because, Father, you want to wake more of your children up, right? And you want to share more of your love. Okay, make me go to two crucifixes if I need to. I'll do it because then I get to spend time with you. Well, and so the Holy Spirit was released, right, <laughs> uh, to, to everybody oh. Where it was, it was strategically placed, right, based on oh, yeah. certain people, and not a lot of people before that. It was freely given to those who would follow that same path and truly believe in what was going on. So, you know, again, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't want to criticize anybody's religion at all. You know, I mean, you know, the Lama's wife is Catholic. Uh, you know, there, there's friends of mine that are Christians. You know, there's friends of mine that are Muslims. I got friends that are Hindus. I got friends, you know, that uh, that live all over the place. But what I can Amen. tell you is, and and just from a guy, you know, I'm a very, uh, let's say, I, I'm a kind of a guy that I look at what the 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 system is, the entire system. And I remember one night, you know, being in a boardroom meeting, like a manager's meeting at a company that I was one of the, the top executives there, and I laid out the system of this world to them. And they sat there for almost 90 minutes as I, I laid it out. I love, I used to have two eight by four whiteboards, okay? And I laid this out for them and how it all worked to keep people dumb, broke, and, and, and basically afraid of death, not understanding that your soul never dies. Um, it, it just it the whole system you gotta have the relationship with the creator one on one, just like Christ did. He knew, and he was like, "I got to get back there." And guess what? By what he did, he was given kingdomship over it. Okay, because he was the example, the example of what you need to do to get through, let's say, that second birth, 
get into that golden body, right? Where then, and by the way, there's been other human beings that have it's documented that have achieved the golden body, folks. They might not, they weren't crucified on that cross, but they absolutely achieved the golden body, folks. So mm. for people to think it's out of your reach, nothing is out of your reach. And if you think that, that's the very first thing you need to stop mm. thinking is what you can't do and start declaring and, and thanking Abba for what you can do and what you will do and being here as long as it takes to complete your destiny that you were created for this time around. And so, you know, Brother Rasaji, the Lama, we've answered where is heaven? You answered that. It's based on where your vibration is, okay? You can be living here on earth in hell, or you can be living here on earth in heaven, and you actually, the more you get up and ascend into different dimensions, you will see more beings related to that, right? Absolutely. Do we travel anywhere to see heaven, see it? No. We, we, we Even in the scriptures, we know that they were instantly into that dimension, okay, based on reading it. Yeah, how did the experience influence your life, Brother Rasaji? Wow. Wow. I mean, I think it, you've been telling us how it's, you know. You know, it set into motion a lot of things because, um, you know, five years of martial arts training later, I'm already working on my second black belt. And I'm studying in Chinatown on the weekend, uh, different Kung Fu's. And even at that time, the Chinese form of Tai Chi, I was, I was training. And I had these friends that walked with the vigilante group called the Guardian Angels. They were very famous in the 70s and yeah. 80s in New York, pre-Juliana time. And they, the, the police were outnumbered by street gangs in those days. And they filled in the gaps with walkie-talkies. It was way before cell phones. And they would show up. They had their black French bandanas. They were all trained in at least two martial arts. And one of them was my sparring partner. I wasn't in their group. But every now and then, once or twice a week, I would walk his beat with him. And if they saw something, they would report, oh, it looks like we're going to have a street fight at the basketball courts at this high school in New York City had been alerted. You know, this is before 911. I mean, just think about it. I mean, this was a big deal. This was the 911 of the day, human 911s. And and they he began my sparring partner began to talk about this guy as if this guy was absolutely magical. And I remember the Saturday morning I first met him that I, I, to this day, I, when I first laid my eyes on him, peace started coming over me a little bit as I just even saw his presence. And I was wondering, why am I feeling the way that I am? And I look at these birds and these squirrels around him. And then I turn around, I look in front and it bothered me that he had no food. And that piece of scripture that says, I have food to eat, you know not of hit me like I said where did that come from and I walked up to him and when he he like neutralized gravity he didn't jump up he rose up total control of gravity and his mu muscle mass mm -hmm. 
And he walked over to me as if every step was rhythmically like he was walking on clouds. And he, and he reached out and I was having an altered experience and didn't even know I was having one. And he grabbed me by the forearm and then he pulled me toward him like somebody throwing a rope around you and pulling you like that. And he looked me in the eyes and he said, Rasaji, what took you so long? And I'm like, so I'm studying six months with this guy until I realize, oh my God, this is the same Asian gentleman that I used to see when I would pull the curtains back when I was a child. And my mom and my dad and my half brother didn't believe me. This is the same Asian gentleman that Jesus and Mary introduced me to out of my body. And all of a sudden, he's here in physical form. I was so elated and so excited that I went unconscious. And as I'm falling unconscious, a couple of students on this side, and this I saw me lose balance, and they grabbed me and kept me from just flat hitting the concrete ground because we were in Washington Square Park. It was like 9.45 on a Saturday morning. It's like 12, 13 people there. Normally 30 or 40 for a class during the week. Just the serious people. They look up at Lama Boyang and they said, what's happening to Rasaji, Master? He says, oh, he's awakening and remembering who he is and what he came to do. And simultaneously, I don't have a bilocation. I had already had hundreds of out of the body, meaning that your body's here and you're bio in another place in spirit form. But a part of me, either spirit or body, simultaneously shows up in three different places with human witnesses of more than five or six people in all three places, simultaneously, same time, same space. Now you explain that, right? That was enough to do my arrogant, 19-year-old arrogant cookies, threw them out the window. I don't think I had an ego left after that. It like totally destroyed my ego, you know? And I'll never forget, I went five days and I was thinking, this guy must be crazy. He must have all kind of powers in the room. I think I don't want nothing to do with him. And then Holy Spirit would listen in my ear and says, Rasaji, get right with your mind, son. If this guy can do that, he's probably one of the few people to tell you how he's doing that and why this is happening to me. And the second reason is why five days later I showed up and that's when he told me, Jimmy, he says, boy, I got some really good news for you. And I got some bad news for you. And of course, being born the symbol of the monkey and okay with adversity, I said, give me the bad news first, right? <laughs> he said, my, vi you know, my visa and passport, I got to go renew them and I can't do them here. I got to go back to Tibet. And I said, really? I said, well, that's kind of a stinker. I mean, I was just getting to like you, you know? <laughs> and he says, but I, the good news is, is I want you to come with me. I said, you're kidding. I'm going to have a chance to study in Bogonathar's school. 
He said, oh, yeah, you'll meditate where Boganathar meditated with. You'll break race where Boganathar broke race. And you'll meet by. And by the way, Jimmy's right, because the original Boganathar Slavlisi achieved the golden body and then got up sitting around 12 lamas and walked down the mountain just glowing and they never saw him again. So he achieved the golden body too, the original master, Jimmy. And it's something that, you know, the, the title of this episode, you know, uh, is uh, Seek Ye First the Kingdom of Heaven. And you should always be seeking first the kingdom of heaven. Because if you seek first the kingdom of heaven, then all other things shall come to you that you need to fulfill the destiny that you were brought back here for. There's some people that I see, you know, I'm getting to be a better judge at how long somebody's been here, you know, not just this lifetime, but other lifetimes It's just coming to me. It's like pretty amazing, the download that I get just based mm -hmm. on looking at that individual. And you've got lots of old souls, but you got lots of young souls on this planet. Mm -hmm. And we've got to work and bring everybody that we can help, all people that can help. You got to work on yourself. You know, to stop worrying about everybody else, you know, you want to love, you want to spread the, you know, testimonials, you want to get people that, that come into under, you know, what we're doing within the circle of life. Again, this is all about you. It's not about the Lama. It's not about the Patriots. It's about you and your relationship with the, the most, the, the, the beginning, the end of all things. Everything you're, or look, just look around you, okay? This big screen that makes that looks like I got the sun in my face, the 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 mic I've got, the desk behind me, everything in here has been created. So the question that this whole thing wasn't created, there's nobody that can debate it. Okay, there is a creator of all things, and you seeking out to build the the most intimate, loving relationship with the creator is the most important thing, and that is seeking first the kingdom of heaven because that's where the creator dwells, right? Enoch got to go. The Lama got to go. The Patriot, you know, I think I've been there in, in, in a few lifetimes. I've come back this time around to help as many people as I can. I could have been up there doing, or in that dimension, doing some other work, right? Because once people go through the unconditional love, a lot of my folks, and you know how I am, uh, uh, brother is mm -hmm. i i tell everybody i love them right right right, right. and you know it, it's funny when i on the team you know i say i love you guys you know and and you just look at them and then eventually you see that they say you know i love you too jimmy you know what is this all about if we don't love each other mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about you know a, a love that you might have for your spouse you know and all of that but a love for your brothers and sisters a love that you don't want to get involved in all the negativity and all of that stuff because you need to get your vibration moving further up so that you don't experience what this individual that was putting on what they experienced with the Kudalini, right? Because your armor of God is so powerful and so strong that they don't dare come knocking at your door. And when they do and they get incinerated, that word gets out. Believe me, that word, does that word get out in, in, in the demonic <laughs> realm? Does that word get out in the fourth dimension? They know, don't come knocking on your door because they're going to get, let's just say, gang smashed real quick. 
and they're going to move on to a weaker person. Okay. One of the things that happened to people, and we we can, you know, Master Lama Versace has firsthand experience with this. I've seen it in people too, where they allow, um, you know, the spiritual channeling and, you know, all, and you did a great, uh, you know, um, Daily Lama on that too, was a beautiful uh, Daily Lama. If you folks ain't listening to that, you should. But, you know, where people open themselves up to yeah. allow demonic entities, because one, they're not, they don't have that relationship with the creator. They they don't have that strength of the armor. They don't have the the angels of protection around them. They don't know how to fight it off. And they open themselves up. Now they got demonic entities fighting for them. Because right. remember, the demonic entities are pretty much can't incarnate. And so they're looking to incarnate, right? We were, we were talking about this the other day. And yeah. they're looking because we see some people really being, you know, the Lama can see, you know. So, and the Lama Siri can see. And, you know, you got demons fighting over people because they say they're they're close. They say they got a relationship, but they don't. You need to put the time in. You need to put the time in. And, you know, with this system of Tai Chi Gung, uh, which, by the way, was created by angels, okay, was one of the systems that was brought down from, the, from ABBA in order for us to get our, you know, our, our body you know, our spirit and our soul to work more as one instead of separate components, right? I see what's going on. I'm in this now, what, 11 months? Mm-hmm. Now, right. you know, I'm, I, I was prepared mentally. I, I, the Lama will tell you I'm not the average <laughs> Joe, okay? But at the end of the day, I can tell you what it's done for me is just amazing in these 11 months. And uh, I had a great life before, and it's only increased it and made it better. And I fear nothing. Okay, I yeah, fear nothing, and, and I know the Lama don't fear anything, and we're ready to go to battle at any time that we need to against the dark amen. forces. Promise you that much. But let me go back. I think we're pretty much done with the questions. We're, uh, you know, the questions that I wanted to cover. Uh, there's one more, I think, because does a person have to die to go to heaven? We already said no, so we've yeah. answered all those questions. We're gonna take questions. By the way, start putting in questions. Also, again, let people know about what's going on with the circle of life and how it's helping you. If you're doing the 45 day challenge, great. Listen, you don't have to start with the 45 day challenge. We have people that come into the community. They listen to the daily Lama, you know, for the first two months, I just learned how to breathe through my nose with my stomach rising up. Like one of those big things you fan with the flames with, you know, and breathing out and closing my eyes and, and all of that, I did it for the first two months. So you can get started and go slow, but you need to get started. Amen. And once you start doing the 45-day challenge and you start looking at some of these people like Brother Michael and other, uh, uh, we've got so many people that are up on that site with the testimonials that you read. And by the way, we're going to have a lot of video testimonials coming out. Um, a whole bunch of folks, over I think already 50, that are going to be doing, uh, you know, little different Zoom uh, meetings uh, with the Lama going over what they're experienced so we can get this information out to as many people as possible because, Amen. folks, this is happening whether you're involved or not. Amen. I'd rather see you on this side of the light with Abba and the Christ and the Holy Spirit and what's going to happen there than on the other side of the doom and gloom, darkness and mm-hmm. evil. And I'm saying... I'm not telling you not to be aware of what's going on, but don't obsess on it. 
Okay. It's nice to know what your enemies are doing. It's nice to know how your enemies are talking. Like my son, Tommy Truthful, does Jamantre, uh, I think it is. And, yeah, man, he knows inside and out, upside and down, what these folks are planning. He, he deciphers the movies, all that stuff. And that's great. You know, one of the things that he and I had a conversation about is that he's helping wake people up, and then he's bringing them over to the Patriot and the Lama so that we can help them ascend, okay? And with their relationship with the with Abba, it's not about us again. It's about you and your relationship. Good Don't man. glorify human beings, please. I don't care what they are: actress, actresses, uh, you know, politicians, uh, business people. Do not glorify human beings. Don't idolize them. Idolize and worship the Creator of all things. Okay. Amen. So this last question, and then we can get into answering some questions, and then you can give your your beautiful, uh, you know, blessing upon all our brothers and sisters here. Sure. Um, so you have okay. So number five, you have told me Jesus' resurrection was more, much more than just overcoming death. What do you mean by this? Well, you know, let me back up just for a second, and let me say this last thing about seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, the title. Now, not only in my book do I talk about books and I recommend books, and some of them are for important reasons. And in the first chapter, I recommend three books, Holy Science, Autobiography of Yoga, and James Redfield's first right, which was The Celestine Prophecy. It was written in the early 90s, and a lot of people have read that now. It's like in 10 different languages it's been over 20 million copies. I mean, it's just been amazing. But I had in those days, in the 90s, once it hit book form, I would have all my private students read that book. And I'd have them read it for two reasons. I said, now, what's the synopsis you got out of reading this book? He said, well, God, when you have a relationship with God, he begins to speak with you first in the language of synchronicity. And I said, that's very good. That's absolutely true. What was the second? And most of the time that went right by him. They didn't catch it. And I said, well, what's he say toward the end of his book? He says, if you keep your energy and your vibration high, then synchronicity accelerates, right? So when you, if that's God's language, I would like to talk to him all the time, wouldn't you? Yep. So all I need to do, so to me, the kingdom of heaven is the vibration, the energy, the pulsation. We used to call it the pulse of life. That's it. Now, Jesus, well, watch this. Now, Jesus, just weeks before the crucifixion and the resurrection, he raises up one of his best friends, Lazarus, right? And remember that transfiguration happened a few weeks before that. And three apostles see Moses who had died, but obviously gets resurrected. Okay, so we saw that example. Then we see Elijah that doesn't taste death, that's raised up on the flame. And he's there. And then Jesus is there. And it as there's a blend of what he's getting ready to do and part of both of their lives 
tell what's getting ready to happen. But Jesus doesn't just overcome death. Had he just overcome death himself after being put to death, that would have been incredible. But it was so much more than that. Because Jesus, at that time, the Jewish faith was just needed a push about life after death. They really, because they really were not getting into that yet. And they needed a push about that. But the church feels, for the most part, the most body of the church feels like that was Jesus's big message. That was only the beginning of Jesus's message. The real message was, is what Jimmy was alluding to earlier, was the spirit, mind, and body are one. It's what ancient India, the city yoga, is called the true Chanda. Spirit, mind, and body are one, magenta dot in the third eye. And Jesus says, you know what? I'm going to stick around and rub life in your face for 40 more days. I'm going to break bread with you. I'm going to eat fish. He even drunk wine on a couple occasions. He did all of this, but at the same time, I'm going to go into the sky, you know, like Kenny Reese did in the Matrix or Superman does. I'm going to come in through a wall, but I'm going to leave through a ceiling. You say, how do you know that? They don't talk about it in the scripture because we had people there. We had people with Jesus from his birth till his assumption and ascension 40 days. We always, and we were the only organization that did. We know firsthand what this being did. But he did it for a reason. And what was the reason? Well, remember earlier in scripture where he said, these things I do, ye shall do, because I ascend unto the Father, and I go prepare a place for you. He's telling us exactly how it's supposed to happen. He said, you know what? That's not good enough. I can't teach by words. I need to teach by example. True leader. Always leads from the front, never from the back. So he's going to stick around, stinking dead, still showing the wound in the side, the wounds in the wrist and the hand, you know, around the head, letting everybody know he was that same person they put on the cross. But now he's got the golden, watch this, incorruptible body, In corruptible body he's got the perfect body the golden child that's what he's got he's telling us this is what we're supposed to be able to do when we get all the way through the kundalini we get all the way through second birth all the chakras of balance one is as bright as the sunlight and you can have dominion over the third, the fourth, and the fifth dimension. Because that was initially granted to all of us that were with him in the beginning as the spirit of truth. And the angels have been waiting for at least 144,000 people that could do what Jesus did 
and the 40 days from the resurrection to the ascension. That's why I want people to pay attention to it, Jimmy. Yeah, it's so important. And folks, what do we want to do now is we really appreciate you watching today. But let's take some questions. Also, again, if you're involved in the Circle of Life or 45-Day Challenge, just let people know in the comments what it's doing for you, you know, how it's affecting your life, how it's affecting your relationship with the Creator, how's it affecting you physically, how's it affecting your, you know, all around the board, your mindset, all of that, right? Uh, let's not be a chicken littles in life. Let's be empowered people. That's Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I just got done reading that. It's funny. I've read a lot of books. My wife will tell you I got boxes and boxes of books. But I bought that book many, many years ago. It's a great read. And I, I sat it in the in, in on the bookshelf. And it's one that my wife didn't uh, pack away that I actually just finished reading. And I know a lot of that in there. But I was thinking, you know, for the and there was great nuggets in there, too. But I was thinking for the average folks that don't have any of this information at all, it is a great book to read. So um, make sure that you do that because your financial education is critical. And if you are going to be a steward for the most high and he's going to bless you with abundance financially, it's not yours. It's his. You better be ready to handle it. And I include myself in that. And I'm, you know, that's why I'm absorbing all kinds of information. I'm absorbing all kinds of experts, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, consultation, because you need to steward whatever Abba gives you to be the best, because he isn't going to give you more if you can't even handle what he's given you. Right. Amen. That's really, really important. So let's talk about, um, you know, get some questions here. Any questions out there that would you like to ask myself or Master Lam Rasaji here? The Patriot or the Lama, let us know. We're also going to be putting the Patriot and Lama show.com. We right now have it on ClickFunnels, but we're going to be putting it on its own site and we'll have all the back episodes up there too. You know, we're going to have the search engine optimization. I've, I've, I've only been marketing online for about a little while. You know, I got about <laughs> 85,000 hours. We're going to, we're, Abba wants us to get this out to everybody and we want you folks to help us, you know, spread the word. You know, the more good seed you sow, and some people call that karma, right? The more good, good karma you sow or the more good seed you sow, Amen. the more good that's going to come back to you. One of the things that said in that book, and I've heard this many times, and, uh, you know, I do this in my own life, is that a lot of these people that are very successful or they're stewards of lots of resources, they give. Oh, yeah. And they give and they give. And they give, and they don't broadcast their giving. It's between them and Abba, but they give. And they get way more than they give. And yeah. most people are afraid to give. They're afraid mm -hmm. to take risk. They're afraid to do everything. Don't be afraid. Again, be a victor and not a victim so that you can get to heaven on earth and you can move forward to it. Because you'll start to see more and more things in your life change as you start to move to a higher vibration, it happens. You can't stop it, but be prepared for it. Amen. Right? Amen. All right. So let's see here. What actions in particular should I be doing during this 40 days of Lent? Okay. So we've got a question here. What action in particular should I do during the, this 40 days of Lent to make it significant? Example, 
maybe I should fast or do some more Tai Chi, etc. Either, either or, or both. Either or, or both is great. If you haven't started the 45-day challenge, what a beautiful time to do it in the Lent and season. You want to jump in now so that when, you know, Sunday Easter morning comes and they reaffirm he has risen, you want to ride that way because you got to understand there's about 3 billion Christians here or coming into the planet that are affirming the same thing. See, for one point, don't mean to step on anybody's spiritual or religious toes. That's not what I'm trying to do. But even if he hadn't have done that, with three billion people believing that, do you understand the wave of energy there? You can ride a wave of energy. And you know, in business, we always say the trend is our friend, right? A trend is a wave, is a movement right? That he did that. On top of that would be a, an affirmation we call of what is. See, Tai Chi Gong is not an affirmation about something you would like to have. Tai Chi Gong, the more you do it, you'll understand every day that you're doing it, you're recreating your spirit, mind, and body. You're literally reforming you no different than Michelangelo reformed David, that beautiful um, piece of sculpture. Imagine that David was only 90% done. And every day Michelangelo came out and he just did the thumb a little bit different or maybe he just teaked the elbow a little bit, right? See, I've watched Master David Paul do that with his music. I remember years ago when he was too afraid to record or produce the first record. And I said, don't be afraid. I said, you're going, and I told him about this thing. And that was like 30 years ago. And now plays violin like Paganini. And he his, his music will take you to a whole, well, it'll take you to dimensions. That's for sure. Well, I'm going to, and I'm going to share we are doing a collaboration with Brother David, myself, and the Lama, where we're putting together um, a YouTube channel uh, that uh, was Brother David's. And, you know, we've got a lot of things because we believe that a lot of folks that are listening to frequency. First of all, we want people to utilize these frequencies because there's some things that Brother David is is putting down in, in content as far as how to do this right and how the spirit, the Holy spirit is guiding him, which is amazing by the way. I mean, you know, a lot of these people that are putting the music out are not doing what he's doing, which it like the majority of them are not. And I listen to his music and it actually is do I'm feeling the way I should feel when I listen to it. So it is really super exciting to see what's going on. Uh, you know, with, with the with the music and all of that. I'm going to give everybody, hold on, I'm going to give everybody, let me go to the channel real quick. I want to give everybody the link to that because I think it's really important that you start, if you ever heard somebody say, um, oh, I don't like the vibe of this house. I don't like mm -hmm. the energy of this home. Remember, frequencies absorb into the matter, okay? Frequencies absorb into all matter.
if you've got bad frequency going on in a home, then you will have, um, you know, a, a, a bad feeling, right? But here is, this is called, folks, Healing Frequency Music. And we actually have HealingFrequencyMusic.com that we're going to be launching. And all of these frequencies are going to be, you know, videos are also going to be on Brasaji.com because they work. They work. So I'm sending this link right now to everybody. Okay, and then we're going to get into answering some more questions for about another five minutes. And then we're going to end this with a blessing and prayer for all of you. So don't stay. Stay. It's only five minutes more. Maybe five, maybe eight minutes more. Stay with us. Okay, stay with us. Um, Brother Brent has a great question. Okay. Sure. Spirit, mind, and body are but one. Is the soul separate from the spirit, mind, and body then? I guess we are incarnated as a soul into the spirit, mind, and body we now have or in each carnation. That, that is absolutely very well said, Brent. It is absolutely 100% correct. And then by what the soul determines to do with what it agreed to do when you came in here, if you're able to recall that, then in that fact, you will bring in the Holy Spirit. And that's the, the llama's dog is talking to everybody back there, but <laughs> sorry about no, no, but, no. You know, I got my two little ones yeah, from being a, a, a hobby Rottweiler breeder and a trainer of some of the meanest dogs on the planet. Um, you know, I got now a, a Chihuahua, and I'm not uh, even saying that right, that thinks right. it's a Rottweiler and a Pomeranian, our teddy bear, uh, that uh, my wife, it's like her child. So um, we love them a lot. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, the soul, because of what it's going through, which uh, has. I think so you much... are now frozen, Brother Versace. Oh, okay. Am I? You're now I'm... unfrozen. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I got too close to the camera. Sorry about that. The chi the was influencing the camera. Sorry about that. So, uh, what the soul, when the soul determines. It's walking papers, which have to do with what it agree with Abba it was going to do when it gets here, where the combination of 45-day practice and our column exercise reveals that. That's why they're put into place. By you doing what you said you were going to do is also seeking ye first the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, Know ye by your works, and the Lamasary said, and also by the quality of your work, the fruit you produce. Yeah. That fruit and that quality, the Sharat, the soul from Abba, sends down more golden light. So this concept of us moving toward the golden body is constant. But, you know, Jesus... And Abba made this covenant that they were going to show you it all at one time. They wanted to give you a snapshot of consciousness with that flashlight of consciousness to wake us up. Wanted to show you a fully matured people that with some people, even advanced people, that could have been a couple of years. Well, you know, with some people, it takes longer than that. Scripture always says, and I love this, and I don't want any of you to feel that you, you know, I can't achieve this now. 
But scripture says the first can be the last and the last can be the first. It's really up to us. It's really up to you and your commitment to Abba and what you do, Jimmy. Why don't you show everybody that little dog? Because this is all about our family here. Bring that little, bring that little we, little wiener dog over here, will you? We all want to see that little dog. Yeah. This is Zeno. <laughs> he he loves the llama. Look at that. <laughs> this is Zeno. Yeah, he's a beautiful thing. He's a beautiful thing. He misses his mommy. His mommy has gone to a dentist appointment. <laughs> so that's why he's barking. He's normally with his mommy when I'm broadcasting. Yeah, that's so, fine. Yeah. All right, buddy. But we wanted to see him. Well, listen, folks, we're going to end this now with the, and you might hear the dog barking, but Abba's okay because he loves dogs. What is dog spelled backwards? God. <laughs> God, that's right. That's a good one. Dear Heavenly Father, dear Abba, King of all, even the spirit of all itself because the holy spirit that gives us all of life came from you itself most precious gift that we can give to everyone is the anointing of the holy spirit which is all this lenten season and especially the assumption is all about let us understand fully what the acts of apostles absolutely mean let us open our hearts, souls, and minds to thee. We are grateful that you're outpouring your Holy Spirit now to all of our friends and all of our families. For the, I speak, but it's you speaking through me before I have no power. You have all power and you have all glory. And you raise everybody up and you transform their life and you return them back to their original image that blueprint that you placed on them as they incarnated for they chose their mother they chose their father they chose their children they chose life itself so i know you deem it's important let everybody embrace life don't be fearful don't be scared of life Live life abundantly like the greatest master that ever walked the planet showed us how to live. He was even humbled unto death. And by that death that you put him through, you raised him up in the highest glory. Let he be the example of the way we should always walk, but more importantly, the strength we should always have. To you, we give all the glory and the blessings. Amen. We love you all. We have, hope you have a wonderful and blessed day. Make sure your number one priority is to fake a focus on the kingdom of heaven and your relationship with Abba, the creator. Love you all. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Uh -huh.